0: today is may 5th and we have a very exciting interview coming your way it is tommy canely we talked with him about a bunch of stuff we talked about the yanks so let's just do that let's talk yanks To find it. it's time for Talkin yanks. Talkin yanks with old John
1: Boy, John Boy And, Jake. and
0: Tommy Canley. Yanks with old John, Boy. John Boy. And, Jake. and Tommy Canley. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Talking Yanks. Thank you for clicking play and hanging out with us for a little bit. We just wrapped up a fun conversation with Tommy Canely, Reliever Extraordinaire in pinstripes, Tommy tight pants, Jake, how'd you feel it went?
1: I think it went great. Um, you and I, uh, you know, we, we thought there were some time constraints. We didn't know how tight were those. So we, we didn't want to push Tommy, but we were rolling. I, I, we, we could have done four hours, but we banked out, uh, a solid little over half hour and he was great. We, uh, I don't know. He's been going through with the MLB, the show. And, uh, you know, I, I, know he's been making the rounds lately, so we didn't want to ask some of the generic stuff, but it was great, man. And I, uh, you know, I was excited to ask like the rule five thing always blows my mind when you think about people's lives. So we asked mm-hmm. about that and then, uh, yeah, I mean, with Tommy, Tommy Canley, you're going to get energy in a good time. <laughs> that's, it's kind of the lock.
0: Yeah, that was good. I mean, uh, we were told half hour, I think he gave us 40 minutes and I think we could have kept going if we wanted to, but, uh, that was good. we we'll i have him back on again. You'll have to kick his ass in Madden, but let's just throw it right to the interview so that people can listen.
1: Go back to back, <laughs> belly to belly. We are joined by Shaker High School alum and professional gamer, Tommy Canely. <laughs> Tommy,
2: how you doing, man? Good, guys. I'm doing great, you know. Just taking this quarantine a uh, little... A little well. You know, I know a lot of people are probably losing their minds. I've uh, I've been preoccupied playing video games, you know, watching a lot of the TV, hanging out with the wife, working out, rowing, all that kind of good stuff in the meantime. So do you been, feel, it's been pretty
0: good for me. Do you feel like a professional gamer?
2: Do you think that's an uh, apt? I mean, maybe not yet, but I'm, I'm getting <laughs> there. I'm trying to get there. You know, I'm trying to get there. How, how – how, uh, the, the, the league just
1: wrapped up, right? Are you – by the end of it, was were you kind of looking forward to the end of the league? Are you like, hey, give me season part two? Or where <laughs> are you Are you trying to tell MLB, like, let's get a Call of Duty League going or something like that?
2: Or oh, where dude, are you I, I wish I could get the Call of Duty League to go. But, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I was ready for the thing to get over with. Yeah. I, I was so stressed out all the time. Those games <laughs> are way too stressful. Can't handle it. I mean, I went on the Golick and Wingo show and told them about it, and they 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 seemed to think that I couldn't wait to get done with it. So and they were right. it. <laughs> 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 they uh, oh.
0: I heard they jobbed you in the final one when you were on ESPN 2 They you couldn't use Hicksy anymore.
2: Yeah, I couldn't use the MVP of the league, man. I got kind of got jobbed right there. Messed up. But uh, I mean, there was a few rule changes to when we had to do that. So I I mean, no excuses, but. I mean let's let's be real here. I didn't have my best player.
0: Yeah. When when they when they uh chose representatives, you know, like you were going to be the Yankee representative. Did you kind of know that was going to be you right away? I mean, especially after the Madden League article, it was like this is your this is your lane that you're Did anyone did the Yankee try to snake it from you?
2: Uh from what I heard, I I don't even know to be honest. I got a call from my agent and he was like, "Hey, you want to you want to do this?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, 100%. Give me in this thing." And I guess uh, somebody reached out to Voit. To Voit was telling me he recommended me for it. So I was like, "All
0: right, cool."
2: <laughs> Pretty good. Was like, I was like, "Yep, I'm definitely in." Something like that is awesome. I love that stuff. Because especially like you guys just said with the Madden League, I'm in like three or four Madden leagues. Probably like 30 people in it. Sometimes I don't even know who they are. <laughs>
0: well, do you think that uh, Lindsey Adler's article was uh, a nice depiction of you as uh, a commissioner? <laughs>
2: No, definitely not. I mean, they, they, that's because all the other guys were feeding her the info. That, that's the thing. they were trying to they're trying to undermine me right there. That's crap.
0: Who who do we talk to? Was it Clark? Someone was saying that you you were you were feeding them wins, like you would go change it so they would win. It's
2: pretty. Oh, pretty- oh so, yeah. I mean, the first season because I mean a lot of guys aren't really good, so I figured might as well. well there was only twelve of us, so there's twelve playoff spots. So I was like, you know what, screw it. Might as well just try to get all of them in the playoffs and we'll see how it goes from there. But, uh, I mean, now I don't do it anymore. We have, like, a, I created, like, a set rules list so they could uh, they could follow it. But one of the rules I had to scrap within, like, three games of this new season because nobody followed it. It was, like, a fourth down rule. Like, like, guys are going for it on fourth and 15 from, like, their 20. And I'm like, what are you doing? This is why you guys are just getting killed by me right now. Yeah. <laughs> they don't, even get, they don't even get a chance. Jake's when, when a big Madden Madden guy. when Madden gets out
1: of control like that, yeah. I mean, we, you, it, you're right. And I, I think the, the Madden game I tuned into for you, uh, you were playing waiters who, yeah. you know, it's kind of, for me, it's like a doppelganger type thing. So I figured I'd check it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you, you go up like that. And then if you start going for it on fourth, I mean, the, it's, it's not a game. Anymore. You're not having fun at that.
2: No. Point. It's, it's just, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what the, like they already had a disadvantage, just playing me in general. But now, now they're just killing themselves. They're just putting me in yeah. great field position, going for it on fourth and eighteen. Who knows what it is? They get frustrated. I'm like, it's not, it's not the, the player in the game. It's the person controlling the other team. Like you got to figure it out here. We gotta. Uh... I, I try to give you guys hints and stuff, man. It never works. <laughs> they just don't listen
1: to me. Yeah. Run, run the slants when you see man to man. Um. <laughs> Literally. Does, yeah. Does it? Does it feel good to, like, scratch the video game itch? Like, because, I mean, during the season you can play, but, I mean, does it feel good to, like, let it out right now?
2: I mean, to be honest, I feel like I might play more during the season. Not going to lie. Really? So there are times where I'll wake up in the morning, hop on for, like, an hour, play. Then I uh, at the field I do play every day. People don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of tuck away, go hide out somewhere for like an hour and a half and go play. And then after the game, I also do play for like two three hours.
0: Got yeah. I say, uh,
2: maybe you're right. So maybe I do play a little bit more right now. So I mean, eh, whatever. We it just are, feels uh, like I play more during season, but
0: so you you have a, a lot of players coming on to play with you. Like Britain's been on, like Wade, obviously. Judge came on recently. Did you did you get a noticeable tick, the Judge effect? on viewers and people tuning in?
2: Uh, So I think that was after one of my, uh, one of my like players league games. So there, at least like, I want to say half the people stayed on. So there was, we had at least like 800, 900 people watching because they knew it was Judge. And yeah. I took it, I took a little vanilla on him just so I didn't have to crush him too bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was his birthday too, right?
2: Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> I <forgot about> that. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, I, I, I try not to blow these guys out too bad. Like, it, it just gets yeah. to – it's just too easy sometimes. I, I don't know.
0: What about – uh,
1: Then the artic- article comes out saying you're a locker room problem for beating guys on video games. You
2: don't need that. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> <frights>. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> what about uh, real football? Are you happy with uh, your Eagles draft?
2: Oh, man. Uh, no, I was not very happy. I mean, I get what they're trying to do. But it's just... I don't. Can you tell me? <laughs> so I understand the, the drafting of quarterback thing, but... I mean, at least well, he showed cool. he was healthy for all 16 last year. I know yeah. he's got recent history with, like, the two years. Even though people are like... I When I was seeing... uh, I was watching TV the one day, and they were like, oh, if you had Jalen Hurts last year, you're winning that playoff game no matter what. No, you don't. You don't know that. No. <laughs> exactly. Like... Josh McCown played with a broke hamstring and almost won us the game. Yeah. At least that guy. I, it's just the second round pick. That, that's what got me. I think the first one. So the Rager pick. I actually I didn't like it, but I did read an article that morning where they we were like infatuated with Rager. So I was like, this is going to happen. There's nothing I can do about it.
1: <laughs> it's already in motion. <laughs> it's already yeah, in I motion. Stop
2: it. Yeah, I mean on game when you watch him on game film, I mean he he is lightning fast, but that that, that four four seven in the combine worries me pretty bad.
1: Game speed, baby. Game yeah. speed.
2: I'm all about game speed though too. So i I mean I'm not a big combine guy. Not it a big seems- Mike Mamula destroyed the combine. Look where he went.
0: You think MLB would would be fun if they did like a combine for uh like draft picks or whatever, like the top first round? <laughs> Just like arm speed, <laughs> like a skills yeah, competition.
2: But, <laughs> I feel like we should do that. Why not? That'd be awesome. I'd watch like a, you gotta do the 60. What is it? The, no, yeah, like a, a 90 or 60 is what we usually run. I don't know. We used to do that stuff back in the, the showcase. 60, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. We gotta yeah. get we gotta get something going. Vert verticals, all that broad jumps, be great. Let's go. Spin rate, get some of the new stuff in there. That'd be a good time. <laughs> oh uh, man. Uh,
1: I, I want to jump back a little bit with you, Tommy, cause you're, you're coming up the Yankee system and you're, you're kind of just straight up shoving and the rule five draft. A lot of people like you kind of have to be tuned into baseball to understand the rule five draft was oh, yeah. that, I, I mean, everyone, I, I feel like the answer is you're always excited to go to the show, but I mean, you know, Yankees, Rockies, not, not that I'm putting the Rockies down, but different histories. I mean, yep. are you just stoked you're going to be playing major league baseball or are you surprised you're not put on the 40 man? Like walk, walk me through that whole process. Cause that, that spring training has got to be daunting too. Cause it's like I make it or I'm back to the Yankees. It's bizarre.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so when at first, so my agent, I was in bit, a lot of contact with him and, um so when they first uh that date came and they didn't put me on the 40 i was kind of i was bummed not gonna lie i was bummed i thought i had a really good chance because there was talk that summer that they were going to give me possibly call up for september that year Mm. and uh basically so that didn't happen and my agent told me basically there was gonna be a really good chance i was gonna get taken in this the rule five draft so the day that it came and uh i got a call from him and he said uh, one of these teams is about to take you. He's like, I've got a call. Next thing you know, I'm getting a call from the, the GM of the Rockies. Like, hey, we just took you in the Rule 5 draft. He's like, how do you feel? I was like, whoa, hey, how you doing? What's going on? I was actually at the gym. It was pretty funny. I was in the gym locker room, and I get this call from him. I'm like, well, oh, okay, cool.
0: They make I mean, calls like that as if it's like the regular yeah. draft? Like, hey, because it's like a whirlwind for guys that get claimed. It's not like.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, straight up just called me out of the blue and was like, "Hey, we just took you." I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was it was pretty awesome. I mean, I didn't, to be honest, I wasn't like a hundred percent understanding what was going on. To be honest, I just knew I was going yeah. to spring training with the Rockies, and that was it basically. I was like, "Oh, okay, uh, I go there, cool." Yeah. Next, yeah. you know, I'm out there in the spring, having a good spring. I I, I don't know what's happening. To be honest, it's just throwing baseballs, just <laughs> trying to figure it out. I, I, to be honest, I had no clue if I was going to make the team or not. I didn't even think I would. Uh, my agent told me most of the time guys get sent back anyways. So I was like out there. I just went out there and just tried to forget about trying to make the team and just have fun. And basically it turned out that I pitched really well and I uh, made the team. I mean, they pulled me into the office. Uh, I want to say it was like a couple days before the season was about to start and we were breaking. And Walt Weiss pulls me and he goes, well – He's like, uh, you're on the team. He's like, huh? I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, you made the squad. I, I couldn't believe it. He like gave me a big hug and I was like, this is awesome. I mean, I think I was starting to tear up a little bit, but, uh, it was, it was a good moment. Yeah.
0: And then, I mean, you stayed. Cause like you said, you can get returned like 40 went to Seattle yeah. and got returned guy came back. I think L- Lasagna was a rule five return guy, but that, that was it for you. I MLB guy, through and through and then the next big thing is the trade to Chicago did that yeah. hit you like a ton of bricks or or did you see that coming
2: um I kind of saw it coming I didn't see going to Chicago in general but um there was stockiess I mean I wasn't doing well it's just i I feel like I lost my mind there pitching there is so hard I, I don't know how guys do it like Avino, you know, i he's he's amazing for staying there that long to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell yeah. him you're, you're insane for staying there that long. But, I mean, I basically told my agent, I was like, you got to get me out of here. I, I can't do this anymore. I, I go anywhere besides here. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. eventually, you know, he got it to talk to the GM. They they agreed they were going to DFA me and try to trade me somewhere. So, I knew it was coming. So, when the day came and they told me, I was like, oh, awesome. I'm going to White Sox. Cool. go to And I can go to the AL. Where I don't have to worry about trying to hit, bunt and stuff in spring training, the worst. Yeah. So this going focus on pitching. And uh, I was pretty excited to go over there. And then in 16, I don't think I had a really good camp. I was in contact with Cooper a few times in the offseason. He was trying to get me to do a couple things, like, before I came into camp, work on. But it didn't really click. And then, uh, let's see, when did I, I think I got called up pretty early on that year. But it was like it was, it was, April, I had a great yeah. time. Yeah. I would get that year I kind of bounced up and down a lot. And uh it really was uh to be honest, it wasn't that bad. I mean, a lot of people would probably struggle with it to like bounce around up and down a lot. And uh it wasn't to be honest, I wasn't really too worried about it. I was just happy to be playing baseball, you know, get get up to Bailey's a couple times, hang out with the guys, you know, trying to get better. And then uh I think by around right before the all-star break is when they called me up for the last time. And then I stuck the rest of the, uh, the season that year.
0: Yeah. And then you, you were fantastic. I mean, when the Yankees made the trade, it was you D Rob and, and Todd. And I think at the time Jake was like, Hey, you know, Canely's the guy in this trade. Like we know D Rob, (laughs) everyone knows Todd, but you were the big get there. I'm super curious about that, that flight. Cause you have Todd Frazier, who's, a New York guy. You got D. Rob, who was in the bullpen for the Yankees. You're coming back to your to your old organization or your first organization. Was that like were the three of you stoked? Was D. Rob yeah. like, telling tales? Were you picking their brains? Like, what was that flight like?
2: Uh, to be honest, we used to get stories from D. Rob all the time in Chicago bullpen. So <laughs>
0: yeah, <okay. laughs> he would compare
2: everything to the Yankees. So it didn't it didn't matter what like. So I already knew, I found out a lot about the big leagues from from D. Rob in the Yankee organization. So but to be honest, when it happened, that night when it happened, or uh, we actually found, me and D-Rob found out, actually, I yeah, I think I found out when D-Rob and uh, Swarzak came out mid-game and uh, they were like, the Yankees are all over you guys right now. I was like, wait, what? Because earlier that day I heard a lot of people were talking that um, Boston was really high on D-Rob and then mm-hmm. my agent kept telling me Milwaukee was a big player for me. So I I had a feeling I was going to get traded. I just didn't know what was going to happen. But when they came out like midway, you know, because late inning guys, they told us right there, like they saw a bunch of stuff. and looks like we're getting traded to the Yankees. Next thing you know, like seventh inning comes around. I don't get put in. Eighth inning comes around. Still, no. And then D-Rob doesn't go in either. We look at each other. We go, well, we just got traded. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, so after the game when they told us, we were all stoked. I mean, it it was – It was pretty awesome. I mean, we always want all three of us wanted to go somewhere where we could win. You know, at Mm -hmm. that time, you know, Chicago was rebuilding. I mean, we weren't we weren't doing really well. And it just it was a cool situation for D Rob too to go back home to where basically came up all the way, won a World Series, like all the all the accolades and then Frazier being basically almost a Yankee fan growing up his entire life and living just outside New York, like he was stoked. And for me, it was awesome because I mean, it's the first organization I ever played with, and I knew kind of what was going like what I was getting into, but not necessarily like the big league aspect. I was in spring once before, so I got to see kind of what it was like. Um, but I was really excited just to come back because I knew a lot of faces still over there from when I was there previously. So I was pretty excited to kind of get to see them again and, you know, meet some of the new guys. And it turned out awesome. I mean, so. That night, when we got traded, we all basically went back to our apartments, packed up everything like crazy. I <laughs> stayed up to like two trying to help my wife pack up, and basically she did the rest the next morning. But so because we had to fly out, so we're flying out, and I don't even remember if we were all next to each other on the plane. To be honest, I was exhausted. It, <laughs> it was it was insane. We got in to Minnesota. It's got to be twelve o'clock. Game's at one, or. It might have been, to be honest, it might have been at twelve thirty, some something like that. We got in literally right when the game was starting, so we don't get there till the fourth inning. And I gotta, I'm I'm sweaty, gross. I hop in the shower, throw on whatever they got for me, like some pants I don't even fit, a jersey that's huge. <laughs> Go out to the bullpen. Next thing you know, I'm in the game like three or four innings later. I was like, all right, cool. Got like no sleep. I I ended up throwing well too. I was kind of shocked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was in the Minnesota series. I forgot you went right into it because you guys all oh, we yeah. all showed up halfway through. I remember like Todd shaking hands and shit. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a that was a fun run that seventeen the end of that seventeen season. Then you you pitched yeah. a ton down the stretch and then into the playoffs. Did yeah. you did you know like was Joe when you come over? There's so many guys in that bullpen. Like Dellen was there, Chappie's there, D Rob's there. I mean Warren was still there. Did uh, Chad was there? I mean, did you? Do you Did you, like, wonder where you were going to slide in? Did Joe tell you? Because by the end of it, you were, like, one of the main dudes.
2: Yeah. uh, To be honest, when I first got there, I didn't – I had no idea. I mean, I just knew I was going over there, and I was like, ah, I'll just pitch whenever they want me to pitch. I don't really care. We're going to be winning. I'm going to have fun. It's going to be great. And then, like you said, I mean, a couple guys started to struggle down the stretch, so they had to use me more. And, I mean, I just kind of took that role and just went with it. I mean, I'm never going to like back down from getting the ball or anything. So it's one of my favorite things is competition. So, yeah, like my wife always says, you you don't have to compete with me and everything.
1: What's the number one thing you and your wife compete at? Do you guys have like a a dumb game around the house or something? Or maybe it's like, who's cooking up the best dinner? Like, is there (laughs) anything that you guys look at each other, raise your eyebrow at? And it's like, let's go
2: uh not really i mean it's more of me trying to compete everything yeah. with her <laughs> into it. and i annoy her by doing it
0: <laughs> we do yep. a big uh throwing the socks into the sock drawer when they're balled up like i'll be like oh, all gosh. right i got 10 yeah. shots you get five shots katie let's let's see who can make the most and she has no interest in it ever <laughs> she's like yeah, shut up and just put them in the drawer. <laughs> straight over it doesn't even want to try <laughs> yeah and i'm like all right five for five you're up <laughs> it's
1: crazy oh, how's man. it um how, how's it uh and it's kind of funny and we we don't have to relive the whole thing but you mentioned colorado you know there's the whole thing like you and Troy, and it's you know it's it's kind of a in hindsight like you were you were right Latroy was an angry old man but we don't have to do that <laughs> but we we when we talk <laughs> when we talked to otto like we we were talking about you a little bit just you know going from the rockies to the yankees yeah and i think otto said it best and he was just like you know, the, what Tommy is, like, all the energy you bring and everything, you know, when it's a rookie, I think a lot of the older guys kind of raise their eyebrow and they're like, what is this? But now that yeah. they're established, like, you're the heart and soul of the team. You've got CC Sabathia, who's a Hall of Famer, saying, like, we miss Tommy Canely in this clubhouse. Yeah. Does that... Like, do you feel more comfortable, or for you, has it just been like, "Hey, I'm, I'm who I am." Like, you guys figure it out, or uh, yeah. where, where are you at with that?
2: So, I mean, now, obviously, I'm just gonna, I'm, I am who I am, like you said. I mean, I'll always put it great. He always tried to defend me in every way. Like, he's been there for me basically my entire career. Even when like I was away from him, I would call him all the time just to, like see what's going on, like see if I can get anything awesome. from him, and like he's. It's just, I felt like when I came over to New York, I mean, I was a little quiet at first, but like a lot of guys that like played with me before knew I was loud, crazy, like Bird, Tyler Austin. They they knew that what, what was coming over. So eventually, you know, I got a little warmed up to them. And uh, I mean, it, it's a few like, you, you raise your eyebrows at first, like, whoa, what's this? But like, uh, now that I was a little older and like guys didn't really care like and they they loved it they embraced it I mean I get a lot of laughs out of the guys just to try to keep them loose you know it's a stressful game so I mean I try to do my best so I mean it is like how Otto said you know as a young kid like the way I was just it just raised a lot of eyebrows for the older guys and they didn't really like it I mean maybe because I mean when they came up it was a different time so they got really really hazed and haggled and it was just probably not fun for them so I mean I just try to have a good time have fun and like keep it light I mean it take, takes a lot of pressure off yourself you know and I mean like you said CC loves it I mean <laughs> I, I'm gonna miss him forever man that guy he's he's one of a kind so it's uh it's gonna be a big loss without him but I mean I'm gonna try to keep keep the clubhouse going you know we always ju- we always gotta judge you on the music to keep it going it's uh yeah. we got we got a Everybody in our room guy, new new old man I'm gonna call now. We, old uh, bald man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we 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 hear the stories about the plane rides and having fun on the plane rides. Have you ever heard any of the David Cohn stories from plane rides when he was the young wild one on the plane?
2: Uh to be honest, no. I've never actually heard any stories about Coney, to be so honest.
0: Co- Coney in his book, they would take the the tray that you eat your food on. God, um, God. And they would, he would stand on it in the middle of the aisle of the plane. And as the plane landed, would surf from the back of the plane to the forward of the plane on top of the tray. Oh my God. So if anyone tries to tell you you're too crazy on the plane, just be like, shut up. I know what yeah, you guys I, used I don't to know do. that
2: will stand these days. I <laughs> no. think would look back and go, what on earth is he doing right now?
0: <laughs> That's what, yeah. it's <laughs> fucking wild, man.
2: I, I mean, I stand up in the middle of the aisle, but I don't ride. I don't surf on any trays, man. <laughs> I don't
0: think many people do. <laughs> it's a crazy, crazy. Yeah, show. That,
2: that's some dangerous stuff right there. I'm, I'm surprised. Dang, I didn't never get hurt doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah. When when Booney gets hired, how 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 long until the the first uh, Eagles uh, conversation? And does he? Does he fit your fandom? Like, is he the same level as Die diehard Eagle fan as you? Or are you like, ah, shut up, Booney. You don't, you don't, you, you don't, you don't carry 10 jerseys.
1: Booney's not telling you about the the O linemen and hitting the A gap and that
2: kind of stuff. <laughs> I, to be honest, though, so when, when I first, uh, when he first got hired and I talked to him, that was like one of the first things that we talked about was, <laughs> was the Eagles. Yeah. Where, before I even met him, that was one of the first things. So it was pretty awesome. But uh, he is so very low key, very big Eagles fan. He may not like speak out a lot like I do, but when I got him one on one, we do talk about it a lot. So he's uh he's low key. He know he knows. He, I mean, he grew up in Philly for a little yeah. bit. With his uh, what was his grandfather that played there, or was his dad? No, his dad. dad Both right? of them maybe or his some of his They
0: all played baseball somewhere. Yeah, they I
2: mean, all you know the Boone family man. The Great family. Crazy. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs>
0: Uh, he's also a 76ers nut too. So he's, he's like yeah. pretty, pretty big in there. Was Kratzy an Eagles fan with you as well? Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Kratzy's a big Eagles fan too. But they, 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 uh, so they're like a different type of Eagles fan. You got okay. me who's okay. like every Philly Eagles fan who's a complete maniac psycho, hates everything. If it doesn't go right. Then you got them who are the, like the more, the, the more logical kind of look at the bigger picture. Okay, and try not to be too critical, and like try to like the Eagles more. I mean, uh, just my personality, I guess. <laughs> I just Ride can't it. help it.
0: How how did you become an Eagles fan? Because you're from upstate New York, right?
2: Yeah. So the story I always tell everybody, because I, to be honest, I remember it pretty vividly. I was like five years old. I know the game. It was 1994 Eagles Jets game. I remember sitting on the sitting on the floor. My dad's on the couch. You know, we're watching the Jets game. Six, six, I think it's a one o'clock game. It's on CBS. Eagles are playing the Jets. My favorite color is green. I mean, I was infatuated with football. I just didn't really have a team or anything. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, I see like their helmet, and it's got the I love, I loved it. Like the eagle, the eagle wing. Yeah. It looked awesome to me. So I was like, that's awesome. That's my team. And then that that's how I took it from there. I fell in love with Randall Cunningham first, then Ricky Waters. And after that, it was Donovan. So, that's been, been a whirlwind for me.
1: That's beautiful, man. That's sports. That's uh <laughs> the Bron- the Broncos are my one outlier, and I just love <laughs> Terrell Davis. and yeah, uh, And then they got those new jerseys too, and I was like, "Uh, yep, I'm in."
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still, I still, I still want the old ones back, man. The the orange with that light sky blue. I thought those were oh, great. Yeah.
0: yeah, I like those as well.
2: Those- those of I'm a big proponent cool. for all the old school jerseys to come back. They need to come back. You think we the were, Yankees should have what, what alternative we?
0: jerseys? Do you like the players weekend jerseys? Because Judge just tweeted like he loved the all black. And I was like, eh, I don't know. Better than yeah. the all white. I mean, nah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, I wasn't a fan day. of them. I like the idea where we get to wear like different cleats and stuff. So I think that's cool. But it's it just looks weird when you take the Yankee uniform out and just I don't know we're yeah, we really distinct. We have a distinct look, is what the, it is.
0: The white ones look like painters, house
2: painters. Yeah, I'm a, I, I like the old school look. That's why.
0: I know Jake wanted to ask you a little bit about the changeup.
2: All right. Yeah,
1: it's 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 on my tongue here, and I just <laughs> well well because there I I know your your fastball ticked up I think in in college at some point, so I'm wondering. Yeah. I like to cross sports, so this is going to be a crazy comparison. But it, I feel that moment's got to be like when a young point guard has that six-inch growth spurt, and now they're like, "Hey, I'm a small forward now. <laughs> like, I, I can ball." Like, did, was the changeup? Was it the fastball developed, and then the changeup became that much better? Or when was there ever a moment when it's like, "Oh, this is it. <laughs> like, this is nasty."
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I always kind of threw hard, but like for. Where I was, I mean, upstate New York throwing, like, 88, 90 was, like, a, like that's pretty hard because, I mean, there's not too many kids up here that throw that hard. At I'm the time, I mean, nowadays, you know, there's kids out there throwing 95 all over the place. But at the time, me throwing, like, 88, it's just, like, eye-opening. And then next thing you know, I go to school down south, and I pop out 95s, and people are just, like, eye-opening, like, what, what, wait, what just happened? <laughs> but uh, to be honest, I've always thrown a change-up. Uh, ever since little league, like I didn't even throw a breaking ball. I didn't throw a breaking ball probably until I must have been like tenth grade. I want to say I started throwing like a curveball. But, You're one of
1: those kids that listen to the coaches.
2: Uh, my dad, not my coach. There my you dad go. Was, yeah, my dad. <laughs> of course, he always tried to. He always wanted me to throw a changeup instead of a curveball. But I always developed a changeup basically throughout the years. So what I started out with was always a circle changeup, and uh, it's very hard to control. But when I, when, it, when I threw it, it was really good. But when I went to college, I was mainly fastball, curveball. So I developed like a knuckle curveball. It was actually pretty good my freshman year. But then my second year, it just completely disappeared on me. All I had was a fastball. Didn't really throw – I had to just throw fastball change-ups. And, I mean, back in the day when you're playing college and they're using those crazy bats where the balls are just flying off about 700 feet, you're just like, well, this stuff ain't working. You need something that breaks <laughs> <laughs> college is all about the breaking ball that's, that's definitely one thing yeah. but uh i mean i just slowly kept throwing my change up more and more as it went on but when i first got drafted by the yankees they already knew it was good so they uh what happened was in the first couple of years in the minor leagues they didn't want me to throw it that much just because they wanted me to develop a slider and really just continue throwing that so they would try to li- they would limit us from throwing, uh, like our best off speed a lot just so we would get used to throwing our set, our other secondary pitch.
0: That's brutal as a competitor. That sounds like, come on guys. But uh,
2: I mean, I get, I get what they're trying to do. So like that's why we would throw two, three innings and really try to develop our pitches. But uh, at the time, I just never really got a feel for a breaking ball after my first year of college, it just disappeared. No idea where I went. And uh, more or less in 2011, I, I actually so I went from throwing a circle changeup to basically like a two seam changeup. And in 2011 when I was in Charleston, my uh I was just throwing like a side before the game one day and uh the pitching coach Carlos Sanchez comes up and he goes he's like, "How do you hold that?" Cuz it, it was good. It fades a lot and it was slow, but I showed him and he's he's like, "Why do you hold it like that when you how do you hold your fastball?" I was like, 4 seam." He's like, "Why don't you just You know, hold it like a four seam changeup. I was like, "Uh, oh, all right. (laughs) Next thing you know, I started getting more bottom out of it. So I was like, wow, all right. Looks like we're throwing this. He's like, yeah, ta da. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And uh, so basically from there in 11, it just took off and I just started throwing that instead. And I mean, I didn't really use it a whole lot until I want to say 2015 when I couldn't throw a fastball for a strike. So I needed to throw something for a strike. You know, that was a changeup at the time.
0: Yeah. And then it looks like I'm looking at the baseball savant last year was the first year you threw the, your change up more than your fastball. Was that just yeah. happenstance by, I mean, facing a lot of lefties and the way that you were used out of the pen, or was that a cognitive decision by you guys? Like, Hey, let's, let's switch this up.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, it was more of a kind of like analytic thing. I mean, if they really want, they would want me to throw my change up every pitch. <laughs> but I, I, yeah you, you can't do that but I mean I, I get where they were going with it it was working so I mean just to keep them keep that kind of ratio was pretty good but that's why I was kind of still weary of it because I was it's basically like a 50-50 chance I guess that the hitter's guessing if it's going to be a fastball or a changeup. but that's why I really was like trying to develop a slider again in, yeah, you started uh,
0: throwing one towards the end, right?
2: Yeah. In 17, I had a pretty good one, and then it just kind of disappeared on me in 18 and 19. And then I guess it kind of came back last year. Not really, but I'm still working on it now. I mean, I'm trying to throw like a true knuckle curve and a slider now. So we're Oops, working some, on I'm trying someone, to get back that curveball. Yeah, someone... I'm trying to get it, back the... Oh, sorry. Yeah, I
0: got No, no. Otto, I think Otto said, like, you You texted him and was like, I got a knuckle curve now, right?
2: Yeah. So I've been really working on it big time because that's when Chad came into the spring throw. And I was like, this thing's gross. The first day he threw to me, I was like, whoa, hey, what are we doing here? <laughs> I was like, this thing's gross, dude. He's like, yeah, I just threw it all offseason. He's like, I just started from like short distance and then worked my way back. And it, I'm telling you, that thing's pretty lights out. So I was like, now that we got this second like kind of off season i just i said screw it i'm going all in i got on it again because that's what i threw in college was the the knuckle curveball it was pretty good i used to throw like anywhere from 78 to 80 pretty good spin so i definitely want to try to get it back i mean i need something that just isn't as fast i guess yeah <laughs> i just need something slower yeah really to like get the, the speed difference away from the hitter. That's that's basically what I'm looking for. But to add kind of a, a sharp breaking ball and a tighter slider, I mean, that would that would be great for me.
0: How how uh, quick, when you snap one of those change-ups off or th- release one of those change-ups, do you know, like,
2: that's perfect?
0: Because sometimes, <laughs> like watching, you can tell before, I think there was some at-bat against, uh, uh, like, a, it was a White Sox hitter. You just threw three in a row just three changeups right down the middle in a row. And it was like, that guy's not going to hit that at all. Like, do you have that confidence in the changeup when you're feeling like at your best, you just like, well, here you go. I will say there are, I would
2: say not always. Do I have like a, a confidence when it leaves my hand? I mean, I obviously as I throw the pitch, I do, but there are times where i let one like right, right as I'm releasing it, I know it's a good one, but I would say, for the most part, I would I wouldn't say I definitely think it's going to be a good like the ones down the middle. I get pretty worried about. Not gonna lie, okay. I think it's just that they're guessing and they just guess completely wrong. <laughs> and, it's got so and much it's movement. A, it's a big difference. Yeah, it's a big difference with the move, and it does. A lot of people have said like they can't see it out of my hand. So that's cool. They're just guessing fastball at that point, and it's they're just way too ahead of it.
0: Have you always been, uh, like, a, a guy that can shut down a lefty? Because at the at the end of the season last year, I think when they were trying to lighten yours and Otto's load, they were splitting you guys up, bringing you in for lefties. Um, as a righty, to be, like, a lefty specialist, is that something that you vote? Do you have more confidence versus lefties? Is that something in your head? Or are like, all right, if the stats say this, let's do it?
2: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, ever since, like, would, coming up through the minors, I've always noticed I had better numbers against lefties usually. And that was because of my changing. Like I would have more strikeouts against lefties. And I always struggled with righties because I had nothing that broke away from them. Mm-hmm. So it was always stuff that comes in or just stays straight up over. So, I mean, it was tough till to, like, I get a righty out. But eventually when I started throwing harder in 17, it was a little easier just because the velo was up. But I mean – Right now, it's it's not as easy anymore because not every, everybody's throwing you know ninety five plus. So the hitters are adjusting quicker, and I think that it's just uh, I always envisioned myself doing better against lefties. I guess I do. I love throwing against lefties. That's another like as you said, I, I do enjoy it. That's probably my go. I would love to just do that all the time, but can't.
0: Yeah, I, I was, mean, such, you I could a could whole end, but I, there.
2: I, I also I I, uh, I just I just got to figure out a way to you know get a little better with righties here in the in the future. You know I think up I did earth. do well against. Yeah, you pretty pretty good there too as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are some times where I kind of struggle versus the 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 I want to say like the the more power righties, I guess, just because I don't have like a power slider to combat with the the fastball. But I mean the changeup. To be honest, I've I've gotten a lot of feedback from our hitters, the righties and stuff. They say you could just throw that all the time. And yeah. even do a righty. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's dirty. Works for me, I guess.
1: That that pitch plays. That pitch plays. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well Tommy, I, I know you've you've kind of been going through the ringer with uh, the video games, and like you mentioned, you're on the morning show this morning, so we we won't keep you. I don't You wanna you wanna hype the Twitch? You you yeah, any questions you? for us? <laughs>
2: uh i i mean i got nothing but i mean you know i got i'm out there all the time guys i'm on uh i know you guys probably watch right
0: <laughs> bbd's watching on every,
2: every night it's at 9 30 yeah. you know me brent playing some cod every once in a while we'll get uh we'll get the sock man in there but uh he uh he ditched us last night you know played one game with us oh. and said see you guys later yeah that's when, we brought, that's when we brought the bird in birds taking over that's our guy now <laughs>
1: <laughs> need a lefty we need a lefty <laughs> yeah right <laughs> uh
0: oh one last question if you could yep. take one pitch from uh, a another guy in the bullpen we asked Otto this now you're talking about wanting a slider but everyone's answer is always chapman's fastball but if you could have one pitch from another guy in the pen what are you taking and putting into your arm
2: so i was asked this last year i think we all were and i said chappie's fastball Obvious, but everybody's like, What do you mean? You already throw like 97, 98. I was like, Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> I was like, Why not have 102 then? Yeah. But to be honest, I think about it more. Why not have Autovino slider? You know, I mean, yeah. just a combat fastball slider and changeup right there, I'd be, that'd be golden. Probably be a starter. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's, it's funny, man. I, I feel like the, the pitchers we've talked to that they've got, everyone's kind of got that secret need for speed that comes out and they're like, Oh, Yo, yeah. if I,
2: if I could pump that at 102 though. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Like if you think about it, like, gosh, who wouldn't want to throw 103? You know? Jeez. Yeah. So.
0: Just to not think and just be like, oh, here's this one. This yeah, yeah, here you baseball.
2: go. <laughs> I'll take a little off. Here's 99.
0: <laughs> With the cold water bottle to the face uh, during the playoffs last year. <laughs> was that instant regret? Or were you like, okay, that I needed that? Is that a is
2: that an uh, everyday move? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a pre it's a pre thing routine for me. So every time okay. I get right up, right before I start throwing, is bottle to the face. Doesn't matter if it's thirty degrees, hundred degrees. It's, it's a little right nicer on, on the
0: hundred degree days, so.
2: though. Yeah, it feels great on those days. <laughs> I mean I'm not gonna lie, it does wake me up though. When in those playoff games, uh, I was like, "Oh, hey, here we go." Starts
0: dripping down your back. You're like,
2: "All right." Oh yeah, that's you got to make sure it goes down Uh, the back. What have you ever gone?
0: Have you ever gone bottle to the face, 30 degree weather, and then they sit you back down, or is it like?
2: Oh yeah, it's happened. (laughs) And then you're just sitting there, cold. It's happened. Uh, uh, Luckily, well, we got we got heating in our in our bullpen, so we're good. Oh yeah, there you go. That's nice. I mean. Sometimes it gets a little too hot, and I'm like, come on, guys. This is, I can't do this. I need some cold weather right now. <laughs> I feel like I work. get lost in that bullpen sometimes because it's too cozy. You're all relaxed. Who are you talking you like to? like the uncomfortable bullpen. Are you, are
0: you chatting yeah. up Chad, and he responds like one every three three sentences?
2: <laughs> yeah, most of the time, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I think I, I usually sit in between Chad and Harky. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's a fun group. So I'm the closest one to Hart, so I drive him crazy all year. Yeah, it's <laughs> <That's
0: awesome. laughs> great. I right, mean, hey, we appreciate you hanging out with us for a little bit. Uh, when when we're back and uh, we got games going and everything like yeah. that, Jake uh, Jake is proud of his Madden game. So maybe we'll I'll have you come to the, our office is two blocks from the stadium. We'll have you. We'll set up a match. No, I don't want it to get heated or anything. <laughs> but yeah,
1: we uh, we we've got you know, yeah nice yeah friendly game. Yeah. We, we've got an office by the stadium that we were excited for, and I I know you're probably missing your office at the stadium. So hopefully oh, we'll yeah. link
0: up
2: there sometime soon, man. Yeah, for sure, guys. Yeah, we got to get together soon. Thanks for cool. thanks for this. This is yeah. fun.
0: <laughs> awesome. Thanks, man. Enjoy the rest of your day.
2: You guys too. It was awesome. Go back to back, belly to belly.
0: And there you go. That was Tommy Canley. Covered a lot, Jake, in our 40 minutes of time. Covered a lot. The rule five developing his change up college pitching him and Booney's relationship. I think it's funny that I was like, how quickly did you guys talk Eagles? And he was like, actually this is the first conversation we had. I'm like, of course, man. Yeah. Like, of course that's, it was That's
1: how, how guys operate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Also funny, it was the like, team. I'm cool.
0: the, I'm the non logical Eagles fan. They're kind of logical.
1: Yeah. You gotta know. You, you gotta know. Um, uh, yeah, Tom, Tommy was awesome. Um, Man, I I don't know. And it's funny, I, I know there are kind of these little tidbits that I hope if, if you've been listening to our talking baseball stuff and this, um, I'm fascinated by guys' careers and like the little defining moments that change them. And like Tommy Canley's at what? Low A, high A, uh and uh what is it, coastal Charleston. And a pitching coach says, Hey, hold the ball like this, and now he's got one of the best pitches in baseball. <laughs>
0: Why do you hold it like that? And he What would he say? He's like, I don't know, man. I just, I hold it, hold it like this.
1: Like that's for me, I go into butterfly effect mode. Like what if, what if the pitching coach decided he needed a cup of Gatorade right then and missed a throw and then doesn't say something like, I don't know, but it's, uh, it's working out for Tommy and Jimmy. Maybe what we've really uncovered is the Yankees bullpen secret knuckle curve this year.
0: Yeah. They're all coming out with it. Chad's got a nasty one. Imagine if Chad's, like, knuckle curve heavy.
1: How does that go with Matt Blake? Is Matt Blake, like, guys? (laughs) Like,
0: you guys are good. (laughs) Stop doing the knuckle curve. Just a fad that's happening that Matt Blake is, like, (laughs) it's now his biggest enemy.
1: I did not approve any of this.
0: (laughs) Chapman comes in and is like, Matt, I got a knuckle curve. And he's like, Chappy, (laughs) you don't fucking need one. Team meeting. Team meeting.
1: (laughs) Stop. Throwing knuckle curves.
0: Knuckle curves. Who's got one? Everyone raises their hand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Happen, happens to be the day that like Mike is visiting as like the Yankee alumni guy. They're like, come on,
0: <laughs> I get, he's here to help. Yeah. Well, anyway, Tommy was great. I don't think he has like socials, but go check him out on Twitch. Tell him uh, you yeah. enjoyed his conversation with us, and we will be back later this week with the voicemail up so call in 908-845-5792 leave a voicemail we'll have some fun as we wait out this quarantine till we finally get baseball back that's the end BBD how did you feel the interview went
1: that was good he he got our vibe and felt like a natural fit baseball exists again.
0: very easy guy to talk to
1: yeah easy. yeah
0: Cool. All right, thank you guys very much. Enjoy the rest of your day. We appreciate you. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams.
1: Go Yankees.